Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 19 in the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 3. We're going to learn about the Church of Philadelphia today. Today's title is, The Love of God is Not Private. So in the passage today, we're going to learn that you cannot shut what God has opened, and you cannot open what God has shut. So we're going to learn of these majestic, powerful things in God's sovereignty and his omniscience. And then we're going to learn about a faithful church, a small church, a little church, but powerful because they have kept his word and not denied his name. And in short, they are responding to God in love. And in that response, a group of bad people, the synagogue of Satan, learns that God has loved them and they are loved by God. So read with me. This is from Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. And to the angel of the church at Philadelphia write, the words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. So those are God's, Jesus' qualifications. And he says, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Verse 9. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie, behold, I will make them come down and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. So yes, we see in this passage God being powerful and sovereign and omniscient in this in the heavenly realm, but also he comes and he cares and he sees and he is present in the affairs of men, and he is present with men and women. So what struck me today is our preciousness to him. So this church of is a church of little power, but it's of lots of love. The characteristic that distinguishes to the church or the synagogue of Satan, to the bad guys. The thing that distinguishes them as being of God is God's love. So what struck me today is this love. So yes, the church is a faithful church and it's a word-keeping church and it's a name-honoring church and it's a church that patiently endures. But they'd be nothing absent the love of God. So the thought today is that he is the first mover. So he loves them first, and they have responded with practical aspects of their first love. So I'm correlating some of my thoughts today with what he says to the church in Ephesus. And he says, uh, I have this against you, Ephesus church, in 2.4, Revelations 2.4. You have abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works that you did at first. So where do we get our so-called 
first love from God. Well, the point is that God loves us first, and that we and then we quote unquote first love Him. I'd like to say it maybe differently: that God first loves us, and we quote second love Him. We respond in love to Him. Absent His, uh, you know, absent the love of God, there's no way that we could respond. He's the first mover; we're the second mover. Same thing with the Ephesian church. It's called our first love, but really, in the in the time time frame, He He loves us first. And then we respond second. But for the purposes of the language here is we get to first love God because he first loves us. And without his first loving us, that is us being precious to him, we couldn't uh, have him be precious to us. So we have this opportunity to have God be precious to us because he has declared us precious to him. So our preciousness to God is personal and overwhelming and intimate. It's priceless. It's irreplaceable. It's the most valuable thing. It's dear to us. But what our love is, our preciousness to God is, is not, it's not private. So do you have a public faith that's winsome and attractive? And does anybody say of you is, I want a love like that? Um, So that person is apparently loved by God, or, you know, the the bad thing to, be, to say about you might be is that, hey, that person is apparently loved by God, but I don't want any part of it. But here in the passage, we see the synagogue of Satan, those who are deceiving themselves, they're taking note of the love of God. They're taking note that I have first loved you, God speaking, and then you are loving me in return. So the church at Philadelphia, their so-called first love, testifies to the real first love, which is that God has loved us. So even those playing for the Satan team uh, are seeing God through the love. They're learning of God through the love of God and the response to the, in this case, the Philadelphians or the Ephesians, the second love that people have for God. So your love relationship with God is based on his first love and our response to that first love. But that is a public. So yes, it's private. Yes, it's personal. Yes, it's precious. But it's also public. It's also proclaimed. We portion it out so others can see it. So his first love is seen by our second love. We have a winsome witness, hopefully. So let your love of God his first love and our kind of second love, really demonstrate his love for us. Let it be public and attractive. The love of God ultimately is not private, it's public. His first love results in our second love, which is public. Let's go make it public today. Thanks for listening.